Welcome to the CC Broadcast, a part of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. This week we'll be hearing from our radio preacher, Reverend Steve Kramer, and his message, Truths to Live By, What Satisfies. Today we are going to examine another valuable truth which Jesus taught about kingdom living. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. We begin our worship in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's pray. Almighty God, giver of all things, with gladness we give thanks for all your goodness. We bless you for your love which is created and which sustains us from day to day. And we praise you for the gift of your Son, our Savior, through whom you have made known your will and grace. Also, we thank you for the Holy Spirit, the Comforter and Counselor, for his work in us and through us. Amen. Today's reading is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 1, 2, and 6. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. No merit of my own I claim, but wholly lean on Jesus. 
the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. His oath is covered and his blood sustained me in the raging flood. When all supports are washed away, he then is all my hope and stay. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. When he shall come with trumpet sound, oh, may I then in him be found, clothed in his righteousness alone, redeemed to stand before the throne. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Christian theologian and scholar, Dr. Dallas Willard once wrote, Truth is a part of what God has put in creation to help us deal with reality. Truth is like the aim of a rifle. If it is right, it enables you to hit the target. If our beliefs are true, we are enabled to deal with reality effectively. Truth has always been a valuable thing for human beings. And that's one of the reasons for which Jesus came into our world. He said to Pontius Pilate, For this purpose I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth, God's truth. This summer we're studying eight individual truths from Jesus, the Son of God, for Kingdom of God citizens to trust in and to live by. We call them the Beatitudes, meaning the blessings. And so far, we've learned blessed are the poor in spirit, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And blessed are those who mourn, they'll be comforted. And blessed are the meek, for they'll inherit the earth. Today's truth from Jesus is, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Of course, as we begin our time together, it's important to remember that blessed describes a state of well-being in relationship to God, standing approved before him and enjoying the fullness of life that flows from living in a personal relationship with God. Hunger and thirst is metaphorical language for a person's intense inner longings and desires. People have a hunger and thirst within for a variety of things in this world, I suppose, for possessions and security and success, adventure and love, just to name a few, all good and enjoyable things. But they are temporal and ultimately do not fully satisfy. So Jesus points us in the right direction when he says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. 
he's talking spiritual truths to us. That we, this is a truth to trust and build our lives upon. All human beings are born with a God-shaped vacuum, as I've heard someone say before. It's within them and it needs filling in order to be truly satisfied in life. Many people don't even realize this. Oftentimes they're busy trying to fill it with a variety of things that seem to do the trick at the time, but in the end, <clears throat> they are not what they truly need. They're not ultimate, not eternal. So <clears throat> Jesus points out to his followers who know him as the bread of life and the water which satisfies, that true blessedness from God awaits those who have an ongoing hunger and thirst for righteousness. Bible scholar and preacher John Stott once wrote, this kind of spiritual hunger and thirst described by Jesus is a characteristic of all believers in Christ whose supreme ambition now is not material but spiritual. Christians are not like pagans, engrossed in the pursuit of possessions. What they have set themselves to seek first is God's kingdom and righteousness. So what is this righteousness that Jesus is talking about? Well, first, he's talking about legal righteousness before God. Having one's sins forgiven, being justified by the grace of a holy and righteous God who loves us, restored into a right relationship with God that begins now and goes eternally. And every person needs that, for all of us have fallen short of the glory of God because of our sinfulness. We all need a right relationship with God. The good news is God has an intense desire himself to be one with every person in this world. And he's done something to make that happen. A right relationship with God is freely offered to us in the person of Jesus Christ, who's the bread of life and whom no one will hunger and thirst again if they come to him and surrender and trust. That right relationship that you hunger and thirst for and that God offers came at great cost. The suffering and death and resurrection of his son, Jesus. At a cruel cross outside of Jerusalem, God made us right with himself. He gave his son as an atoning sacrifice for sin. Jesus took all our sins upon himself, suffered all the wrath uh, for sin that we were to suffer, and he died. And then God raised him from the dead, affirming Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Jesus paid it all for you and me. And trusting in him, a person receives forgiveness for their sins and a restored relationship with God. They become right with God. They become his son and daughter, heirs with an inheritance kept in heaven for them. God sees them and treats them as his beloved treats them like Jesus. Now this hunger and thirst for righteousness is not a one-time thing. It's ongoing and perpetual. It's a desire within each Christian believer because first of all, we still sin. And the conviction for our sin weighs heavy on us and drags us down. And our souls long for words of forgiveness and cleansing from our unrighteousness. And so we come to God in confession, as he's told us to do, asking for pardon and cleansing, for we need it. 
We hunger and thirst for it. And there's also a longing deep within to know as much as we possibly can about our Heavenly Father and His righteous will for our lives. All this is done out of love for Him who first loved us and made us righteous through Jesus. As righteous children of God, there is now a hunger and a thirst to obediently know him and serve him in everlasting righteousness, innocence, and blessedness. There's a second kind of righteousness to hunger and thirst for as well, called moral righteousness. This is a righteousness of character and conduct, which is pleasing to God. That's what we're out to do, to uh, delight him. It's not only about avoiding doing wrong things, like taking the Lord's name in vain or stealing and so on. It, it, it's about striving as well to obediently do the right thing in God's sight, to walk in his ways, obeying his great commandment, to love God with all our heart, soul, strength, and mind, and neighbor as ourselves, in order to glorify God with our thoughts, words, and actions, and also to shine before other people so that they might be moved to give God glory right along with you. Later on in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus instructs his disciples to seek first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, do God's will, serving his purposes in the world, not in order to save ourselves and earn heaven, but because we are saved through Christ and now citizens of the kingdom of heaven. This kind of righteousness is greater than the Pharisees and the scribes that Jesus encountered. He said, this kind of righteousness comes from the heart. It's an inner righteousness. It's not just an external conformity to rules in order to look good before others, in order to receive personal applause from them or gain God's favor. The motive is strictly God, love for God because he's rescued you and made you his child. It's based on a longing to honor him and delight him as his loving, grateful son or daughter. I read a touching true story a while back about a pastor who was pleasantly surprised one day to find that his 10-year-old son had shined his shoes for him. Dad was pleased and left a silver dollar on the boy's bed and a note commending him for doing that and saying, here's a reward. But later that day, this dad went to put on those shoes and found the silver dollar and a note inside one of them which simply read, I did it for love. I did it for love. Finally, the Bible teaches us that righteousness is more than a private and personal affair between a person and God. There is also a social righteousness to hunger and thirst for as citizens of God's kingdom in a broken, unrighteous world. This kind of righteousness was laid out for us in the law and prophets of the Old Testament, as well as by Jesus himself. This uh, social righteousness hungers and thirsts uh, and strives to make things right in the world around them. It seeks people's freedom from oppression. It, it uh, involves compassionate service to the needy promotes dignity and justice and fairness for others. It involves also courageously and gently showing up and speaking up 
to uh, make things right according to God's will revealed in Scripture. Doing that in your community and in the world and doing it in the name of Jesus Christ. It's walking in the footsteps of our servant, King Jesus, who taught his disciples one time, I was hungry and you fed me, thirsty you gave me drink, in prison you visited me, a stranger and you welcomed me. Truly I say to you, as you did it to the least of these my brethren, you did it to me. So blessed are those who hunger and thirst for legal, moral, social righteousness in their lives and in the world. Now let's look at that promise from Jesus, for they shall be satisfied. Satisfaction is a term, I'm told, that is frequently used in feeding and fattening cattle. It's derived from the word for grass or fodder. So what we have is a picture of <laughs> contentment, well-fed livestock, satisfied. The, the citizens of God's kingdom will be satisfied by God in all three aspects of biblical righteousness. Legal righteousness shall be satisfied now <clears throat> by having a right restored relationship with God who will walk with his own every day and love them and take care of them all the way to heaven. And as they hunger and thirst to know him even more, through his word and sacraments and fellowship of the Christian church uh, and serving, kingdom citizens will find themselves growing in faith, righteousness, peace, and joy through God's Holy Spirit's work. They will have holy satisfaction residing deep within them, a deep-seated contentment in all circumstances, just like the Apostle Paul testifies to in his letter to the Philippians, where he writes, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and want. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And there's also satisfaction uh, promised to those who hunger and thirst for moral and social righteousness right now in their lives and in the world as they obey and serve others in the name of Christ. For instance, Chuck Colson, former uh, hatchet man for President uh, Richard Nixon, who was very far from God before his conversion to Christ, and then later on became the founder of Prison Fellowship Ministries, he testified to this. He said, it's the greatest thrill in the world to be part of a movement of God's people raised up to bring the good news that Jesus can change lives. I've been close to those in the highest office in the world. I've been in palaces. I've preached at great cathedrals around the globe. But the greatest joy and fulfillment I've had in life is to be in prison on a grimy concrete floor with a burly convict who, in a flood of tears, gives his life to Jesus Christ. Satisfied. I think of my wife, Julie, and the satisfaction she has as she drives downtown to the Union Gospel Mission each week to serve lunch to the homeless. And the joy that she receives in being with them. I think of my, the countenance on my retired friend's face during and after his ministering to inmates at the state prison. Or I think of another friend as he describes his refugee family that he is helping out. 
Listen to this author describe a conversation she had about honoring father and mother, uh, walking in that righteousness. She, the author writes, I was talking to a 40-year-old woman who, whose aged parents are her responsibility. I expressed concern that perhaps she's too tied to them. She's giving too much. Oh, I don't think so, she answers me. But do you really enjoy taking them to the doctors and all those chores, I persist? I, I suspect weak ego, strength, and, uh, and am probing without telling her for telltale signs that she enjoys punishing herself. But her reply is filled with so much common sense and generosity that I forget my probing and, uh, and embarrassed for a plain detective. She says, enjoy it? Well, <laughs> not if you mean take pleasure in the event. Who likes sitting in a doctor's office for two hours, waiting for him to tell your mother that her back pain is nothing but arthritis and she's just getting old and should expect those things? But if by enjoy it you mean that I get satisfaction from it, yes, I do. Lots of satisfaction. My folks gave to me so long ago when I'm afraid I didn't give them much gratitude. Not much of anything, but demands. I suppose it's because when you're young, you don't think. So now, if I can do some things for my folks, it makes me feel good. Sure, I would rather be talking to somebody else for an afternoon, and I've heard Dad's stories a hundred times, and he gets so excited and unreasonable when he talks politics. But they've loved me for 40 years, and I figure it's not going to hurt me to tough, out, tough it out a while for them, which is a roundabout way of saying that I love my parents very much. And the author goes on to say, this woman is in a long line of people who seem to have little time to worry about self-image, self-fulfillment, or peak experiences. These people find joy by investing themselves in others. They're satisfied. Contented in soul and satisfied within, the servant of Christ with an appetite for righteousness will have that righteousness or that satisfaction at work in his or her life. Finally, there's the ultimate satisfaction for those hungering and thirsting for righteousness, which will come at the end of time, and we shall not be disappointed. A day will arrive when Christ returns in power, majesty, and glory, and right will triumph and wrong be overthrown, and a new heaven and a new earth in which righteousness will dwell perfectly. And all will be well, and all shall be satisfied, and giving praise to our righteous God who promised this satisfaction. We'll be singing amen. Blessing and honor and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and praise be to our God forever. Amen. And that, my friend, is the gospel truth for today. I invite you to trust it, live by it, and be blessed. Amen. Thou my v-
May Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit keep you in his light and truth and love now and forever. Amen. Hi, this is Matt Reister, Executive Director for Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Thanks for tuning in to today's broadcast. We're here to proclaim Jesus Christ as Redeemer of the world and to promote the truth of God's Word. In addition to this weekly broadcast, we want to mention two podcasts which you can listen to for free on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or on our mobile app, the Christian Crusaders app, which can be downloaded from the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. The CC Podcast Daily Dose features short devotions from an overview of the Bible and the CC Podcast Conversations features inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. In fact, here are some excerpts from those interviews. Here's Ron Gruber, a former motorcycle gangster and murderer. But I grabbed that thing, and after I, I got myself psyched to a point, and I mean, I cracked that hammer back and put it against my head, and I, I heard it just like you and me are talking. Don't kill yourself with that gun. You kill yourself with me. This is Christian singer-songwriter Michael W. Smith. You know, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. 
That's one, that's, and you don't like God to humble you, and I've been there. It's not fun. <laughs> I'd rather do it myself. And here's Michael W.'s fellow Christian artist, Stephen Curtis Chapman. And mm. I feel like when people say, man, your music has encouraged me in my faith journey, it always just reminds me, again, of how God can use just about anything. You know, he can use Amen. a hillbilly from Kentucky. And here's former Hawkeye and current NFL player, Ike Butker. I just remember running routes. Me and this this one other kid are running routes. I don't like to talk great about myself, but I destroyed anybody that they put up against me. Like, <laughs> I, dro- I didn't drop a single pass. You can listen to those interviews and over 60 others, as well as our daily Bible overview devotion and this broadcast, along with archive broadcasts from former preachers on our website, christiancrusaders.org, or on our free mobile app. Today you've been listening to the broadcast transmission of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministries. We're one of America's longest-running radio ministries on the air since 1936. We are completely donor-funded and donations are tax-deductible. They can be sent to 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613, or made online at christiancrusaders.org. Thank you for tuning into this broadcast. We'll be here again next week at the same time. And until then, may God richly bless you.